Hey, welcome to the Word Weaver podcast, a place dedicated to the powerful web words weave and the deep layers they uncover. Here you'll find a compilation of tips, tricks, and words of wisdom from writers, authors, creatives, and entrepreneurs. Basically, cool people doing cool things in the world and how they've used words as weapons of mass creation and inspiration. You'll also hear from me, your host, Louise Johnson. I'm a former marketing maven in New York and Switzerland. I left a lucrative job to follow my dream of becoming a writer. It's a never-ending journey, so I figured we should all be in it together. I've learned a lot along the way, but it's a constant evolution. My favorite part is how little by little, letters turn into words, words become sentences, sentences become paragraphs, and before you know it, you've created something from nothing. And whenever that happens in life, it's nothing short of magic. So grab a coffee or a glass of wine, and let's dive into today's chapter. Hey, welcome back to the Word Weaver podcast. You're listening to chapter 13. Today, we're talking all about how to write a query letter and a book proposal to pitch to a literary agent. In today's day and age, a query letter should actually just be called a query email because not too many literary agents or publishing houses accept snail mail anymore. They want it all electronically, so it's easier to keep track of a paper trail. They can file it away, and they don't have stacks and stacks of unsolicited manuscripts piling up on their desks. The purpose of a query letter is to hook a literary agent into requesting your full manuscript or body of work. Even if you're pitching an article for publication in a magazine or newspaper, you would usually send off a quick query letter first. It's called a query or a pitch. Before I ventured down this whole writing and book publishing process, I used to think that you just send off your full manuscript after you'd written the book to publishers, and if they liked it, they would print it and turn it into a book that sat on a shelf. I wish the process was that simple, but there are a lot more benchmarks and hoops you have to go through in a specific order in order to get your book even into the hands of publishers. If you are going the route of traditional publishing, a literary agent is a crucial first step after you've written your book because they are the gatekeepers to the publishing houses. Publishers do not accept unsolicited manuscripts from writers at all anymore. There are a few indie or independent publishers that might accept your manuscript directly from you, the writer, but 99.9% of the time, they have to be vetted by a literary agent. The querying process is after you've written your full book, and it's where you switch from your writer's hat to your business hat. Querying and pitching is often a difficult and frustrating part for a lot of writers because it's flexing a different muscle entirely. It's where you have to stop thinking about your work as art that you've just painstakingly spent months or years creating and think of your book as a product, something that you are trying to sell, a commodity. Personally, I really love this part because it's a break from the monotonous day-in, day-out writing I've spent for the past year or whatever it was on my manuscript, and I get to kind of utilize my background in marketing and business, except it's almost more fun for me because I used to be creating narratives and crafting marketing plans for other people's products or brands, but this is something that I created. It's my own product and my own brand, so I find that part enjoyable. I know it best, so I feel like I know how to sell it best, and I love putting that together. It is a lot of work, but I also feel like I'm the best person for that job. Once I finish my query letter and my book proposal, I do have to relinquish control to the literary agent. I won't be going to the publishers selling this book. 
it's the literary agent who does that. So my job as the writer is to get the literary agent just as excited about the project as I am so that they are excited to sell it when they go to the publishing houses. It's tempting to want to pitch agents immediately after you've finished your book. It's edited and polished because you're so excited to get it into their hands. But it's really important to take time on your query letter and your book proposal before you submit it. Think of it as your book's first impression. It's their first day of school. It's their first day of work. They're meeting new people. You want them to look and shine their best. Often agents get a minimum of 40 query letters and book proposals per day often a lot more than that. So they're sorting through these really quickly. And if yours doesn't stand out from the crowd, you're not even going to get past that first hurdle of the publishing process. Your query letter and book proposal is your business case or business plan for why your book is marketable and saleable. And it needs to persuade the literary agent and ultimately the publisher to make an investment in you and your work. Today, I'm going to walk through the five basic elements that you need to include in your query letter. These five elements are roughly the same whether you're pitching fiction or nonfiction. However, there are some major differences if you are pitching a nonfiction book, which is something based on true or real-life events. A nonfiction book, whether that's memoir or self-help or how-to, this requires a book proposal, which can be anywhere from 30 to 60 pages. Whereas for most fiction books, you just need a query letter, a short synopsis, which is a summary of your book, and you're good to go. My own book is a narrative nonfiction story, so I have a lot of experience with creating a book proposal as well as a query letter. If you ever have any questions, always you can contact me, but I'll go through each of the elements of a book proposal for nonfiction, as well as resources and places that you can find literary agents to pitch to. But first, let's dive right into the five things every query letter needs to include, whether you're a novelist or a nonfiction writer. I had wait with words for a while. The first component and the first sentence of your query letter should be explicit and to the point. It should include the genre of your book. Is it narrative nonfiction? Is it young adult science fiction? Then the word count, how many words is your book? Mine is approximately 90,000, for example. And then the title or subtitle of your book. In this short opening paragraph, it really helps to personalize it to the exact literary agent that you're emailing. You don't want to go overboard and gush too much. That can come across as insincere. But a quick one-liner of how you found out about them that shows you know what kind of books that they represent, you heard about them through a magazine article or a newspaper, something that shows you've done your research and ties it to your book specifically can help add a human element rather than something you've copy and pasted from a template. Literary agents also like to know that you've done your homework and you know what kinds of books they represent. If you're pitching them on a memoir and it explicitly states on their website that they only accept fiction and alternate fantasy books, then it's going to be a hard no, and often you can even get blacklisted from the entire agency, which has a whole roster of literary agents. If you've been referred to this agent by a family friend, someone you know, or another writer, that can be enough to provide some social proof for you as an author. give you an example, the opening line for my query letter was, hi, insert the name of the agent, my name is Louise Johnson and I've written a 90,000 word narrative nonfiction book entitled, I won't give you the title, I'm saving that reveal for later, but let's say it's title X, 
that I would love for you to represent. I noted that you publish a lot of books in this genre. I particularly love and insert the name of another book that they represent, if of course you've read it, and always try to tie it back to how your book fits nicely into the genres that they represent or with their work as an agent. The reason it's important to include the word count in the opening sentence as well as the genre is because they want to see that you've actually A, finished your manuscript, and also that the word count isn't too large or too small. It's kind of like the Goldilocks syndrome. If it's over 100,000 words, it can be off-putting because they know that there's a lot of work that has to go into killing those darlings and editing it back down to something that's publishable. On the flip side, if it's too short, if it's under 70,000 words, it can show that you maybe rushed the narrative, left out too many details, and there isn't a full book arc in there. But again, anything roughly between 70,000 and 100,000 words is the sweet spot that they're looking for. As a rule, nonfiction books tend to run a little longer, so you're okay if it's hovering around the 100,000 word mark. Ideally, you want it about 90,000 or 80,000 words, and 75,000 words is pretty average for a fiction novel. You can also do what J.K. Rowling did with her fiction novel where her first one was average sized and then as she progressively went on to the subsequent books in the series, they got thicker and thicker. By the time the final fat book came out, she'd obviously proven that she could sell books, so publishers are a little bit more lenient on the word count if you can give them the evidence and the social proof that people will buy what you're selling, no matter how many words it is. My advice if it's your first book though is to stay within that 70k to 100k range. The second part of your query letter and usually your second paragraph is your hook. In about 100 to 200 words, a short paragraph, the hook is a short summary of your book's plot that shouldn't give away the ending but gives enough detail that it entices the literary agent to want to read more and ultimately request your full manuscript. I always like to think of the hook or this part of the query letter as the blurb that you would see on the back cover of a book in a bookstore or sometimes it's the little blurb that you see on the inside cover jacket, that little part on the left hand side of the front flap. This short synopsis is definitely the most important part of your entire query letter. This is your elevator pitch. It should include the protagonist or your main character and the conflicts or challenges that they face throughout the book. You can include the antagonist or maybe a side romantic love interest, but you don't have to include all of the characters. You want to lay out the journey or the choices that the character has to go through in order to get to the resolution at the end. Ask yourself, what are the stakes for the main character? Your hook should also include your unique point of view or some sort of unique twist that makes your book stand out from any other book out there. If a literary agent gets your query letter and they say to themselves, ugh, not another vampire book, we've already done all of that, then you haven't done a good enough job at explaining why yours is unique, why is it different. That's the kind of stuff that will actually truly hook a literary agent. One tip that I have as well that differs from pitching an article to pitching a book is timeliness. When you're pitching an article, you want your story to be timely. You want it to be tied to a news cycle or something that's happening in the world at that exact time or in the near future. But the big difference with a book is the publication process is so long. You're looking at at least two years minimum before your book even hits shelves. So if you're trying to tie your book to something that's newsworthy or topical currently, that won't be a big selling feature or a hook for a literary agent. It actually might be a bit of a deterrent. 
your story should be somewhat timeless in the fact that it could be published tomorrow, it could be published in three years, and still be relevant to readers. It's mostly nonfiction books that have to worry about this because those are the ones that are trend-driven. And by all means, if you can prove in your book proposal that this trend will continue for another 5, 10, 15 years or whatever it is, then include that proof to show the literary agent that you've done your research and you know that this will be timely in two plus years time. For fiction, it really is all about selling the story, the plot, the characters, the conflict, and the resolution. The third section of your query letter is all about you, the author, a little bit of a bio and background. You shouldn't ramble off your full resume. This again is a short little paragraph that includes any relevant writing credentials or publications. You don't need to give your full resume or your life story. Literary agents just want to get a sense of you as a writer and why you're the person to tell this story. The hook of your book is the meat of the query letter. Your author bio is a more nice to have. You want to keep it short and sweet, be confident about your accomplishments, but also remain humble. If you need any help writing this, go to your favorite author's website and their About Me page. They always have a great little cover blurb there. Or pick up a copy of your favorite book and flip to the back page or the back inside flap on the right side of the cover jacket. There's always a really short paragraph, often one to two sentences about the author, and then it leaves their social links and website below. The fourth component of your query letter that you might want to include is about your author platform. This is a little more important for nonfiction writers. For fiction writers, again, it's all about the story itself. But if you have a large social media following, you have 50,000 followers on YouTube, you're a world-renowned chef, you have a TV show, something that shows a literary agent and then the publisher that you have a wide audience eager and waiting for your book, your product, they are far more likely to sign you immediately. Literary agents and publishing houses are risk averse and they wanna know that there's a hungry audience waiting for it so that they don't have to waste time, resources, especially money to market this book and then it's a flop. They wanna know that they're at least gonna make their money back and then some. That's why the vast majority of books you see nowadays in airports or in bookstores are all by reality TV stars, Cookbooks are huge these days because of food bloggers or influencers who show their recipes on social media and then boom, they have a nice platform to sell a cookbook to. So in this section about your author platform, include any relevant social stats or traffic to your website, speaking engagements that you've done, or guaranteed connections that you might have of people who will buy your book. For example, if you're writing a book about finance and your company agrees to buy 10,000 copies, this is something you want to include in your query letter in this section of your author platform because it shows literary agents and publishers that you have guaranteed sales upfront for your book, which makes them more likely to make an investment in you. Lastly, the fifth component of your query letter is your closing. Keep this very short and sweet. Don't ramble on. Don't ask them to meet you for coffee. They're super busy people and get hundreds of these a week. Your writing will speak for itself. They know what they're looking for, so let them know that your full manuscript is available upon request if interested. You look forward to hearing from them, and then be sure to include your contact information, whether that's in your email signature or just before you sign off. Include your email, phone number, website, Instagram handle if you have a large following, anywhere that they can contact you or vet you out further. To quickly summarize, those five basic elements of your query letter are your intro, where you include your genre, word count, book's title and subtitle, and a personal little anecdote of how you found that literary agent or why you think they're the best person to represent your work. 
Second is your hook. In 100 to 200 words, describe the plot, including the protagonist and the conflicts that they face. This is your elevator pitch and the most important part of the query. You've got to hook them so that they request your full manuscript. The third part is your author bio. Include any relevant writing information, academic credentials, speaking engagements, or any relevant publications. Next up is your author platform. Omit this if you don't have a large following, especially if you're a fiction writer, you don't need to include this, but if your book is nonfiction, they absolutely want to know how many Instagram followers you have, how many Twitter followers, how many YouTube subscribers, whether you've done a TED talk, basically anything that proves you have a built-in audience that's hungry for your book, aka your product. And lastly, tie it all in with a short closing statement. Keep it short, sweet, and to the point. Do not ask to meet them in person. Their websites will say how long it takes for them to get back to you. Oftentimes they don't get back and you just have to take that as a hard no. The waiting game after you've sent out your queries is the hardest part. The minimum time frame is about one month that they'll get back to you. Sometimes it's as long as six months. Remember that they're inundated with proposals and sometimes they're already reading other people's manuscripts. So that's the one downside is that this process can just be so time consuming and gut-wrenching while you're waiting for an answer. During this time, you can start building up your author platform more, start trying to pitch articles related to the topic of your book, doing blog posts on the subject, or take a much-deserved break and do something completely unrelated to your novel. You've probably been in hibernation mode for a long time as you wrote the damn thing, so take that time to go hang out with friends, catch up with them, go to a patio, have a glass of wine, because once you do hook a literary agent, there's even more work that you'll have to dive into. As I mentioned earlier, if you're a nonfiction writer, you will have to also include a book proposal with your query letter. This is the biggest difference between being a fiction and nonfiction writer at the querying stage. The query letter for fiction writers is a bit more formulaic, whereas book proposals for nonfiction writers can vary greatly, and they're a lot more in-depth. They take into account more external factors and variables, and overall, I find the chances of getting published with a nonfiction book more dependent on your author platform than a fiction writer. There are two kinds of nonfiction books. The way I bucket them is there's narrative-driven nonfiction. So these are books that read kind of like a fiction book, but they're based on true real-life events. Think of the book Seabiscuit. That reads like a fiction book, but that's based on a true story. And then the other kind of nonfiction books I would say are more information-driven. These are your self-help books, your how-to books, your parenting, your gardening, whatever it is, you're teaching a reader something. And each chapter can stand on its own. It could be its own standalone article. They don't actually have to flow together in a full narrative structure. A nonfiction book proposal focuses less on what the book is about and more on why it will benefit readers and why people will care about this topic. When literary agents and publishers are looking at a book proposal, they're looking for something called evidence of need. What need does this book fulfill? Basically think of a nonfiction book proposal as a business plan or a business case that proves why your book is marketable and saleable to a specific audience. Each literary agency has different submission guidelines, so make sure to look on their website or in the writer's marketplace and follow those to a T. Sometimes if you don't follow their exact specifications, like it has to be double-spaced and Times New Roman, they won't even look at it just because you didn't follow that exact one rule. Some literary agents are really specific about wanting your book proposal and query letter all pasted into the body of the email. Others want an attached PDF. 
Some want sample chapters, others just want to see the proposal, and then they'll ask you for the full manuscript. So again, I can't stress enough, make sure you go online and write out exactly what they're looking for and follow that to a T. Book proposals are about 30 pages, not including sample chapters. Mine is about 60 pages with my sample chapters attached. Like I said, what you need to include in your book proposal varies greatly based on each literary agency's specific guidelines, but they'll generally contain the same things just in different orders or different formats. I'm going to give you the breakdown of what I included in my nonfiction book proposal. You don't have to take my word as gospel, but I did get a lot of compliments from literary agents saying that it was a very well-crafted book proposal and that it did entice them to want to get the full manuscript. So of course my first page was the title page and on that I included the genre, my word count, and all of my contact information. The second page I had a table of contents. Note that this is a table of contents for the book proposal, not my table of contents for my actual book. Because it is such a large document that I'm usually sending them for the book proposal, I like to give them a rundown and a page count so they can flip quickly if they just want to learn more about me as an author or if they just want to flip to the very end to see the sample chapters. It's also an easy way for you if an agent references something in your book proposal and you're like, oh, where is that? You can quickly go to the table of contents at the beginning and jump to that page. Then I include a synopsis of the book. This is usually a one-page summary. Next up, I include my author bio. This is usually a little longer than my query letter, and I go into a lot more detail about my author platform and specifically what I can offer and how I can market my book. After that, I include my audience and target market section. This is between one to two pages. You don't want to leave the section too broad, like every woman in America should read this book. That's not helpful for them to see your niche target audience and that you've thought about exactly where you would sell this book, who you would sell it to, and why. It'd be better to say women who have an interest in fashion between the ages of 18 and 35. And if you can include some statistics that you've even pulled from Google or a report that you found that backs up why these people are more likely to be interested in your book's topic, that is super helpful for a literary agent and a publisher. Again, you wanna link your target audience back to you as a writer and why you're the person to target them, why you're the person to write this book and why they'll listen to you as an expert on this subject. The next section I include is my marketing plan and marketing opportunities. It can correlate to your author platform, but it goes a little bit more in depth into a specific marketing plan before, during, and after your book's launch. One thing to avoid in this section is saying the words, I will. I've heard that it's a big turnoff for agents if you say something like, I will register a domain name and create a website. I will grow an Instagram following of 100,000. In your marketing plan, they don't want to see anything wishy-washy. They want things that are concrete. A better thing to say there is, I have secured a website. I have 10,000 unique visitors monthly who are interested in my blogging topics about fashion, about beauty, about gardening, whatever your niche topic is. Or I have 50,000 YouTube subscribers who watch my videos on vegan cooking. I have secured guaranteed articles in X, Y, and Z publications who will talk about my book. Those are the kinds of things that they want to see in your marketing plan. Next up is your competitive analysis. In this section, you want to include roughly between five to 10 similar books in the marketplace 
to your book. You want to briefly explain why this book is similar, but mostly how it's different to your book. You don't want to bash that book, but you also want to show that there is a market of readers who buy that type of book, and you want to show how yours fits into that niche while setting itself apart. This section can actually take a lot longer than you think. It's a fine balance of complimenting a book that's similar, but also showing why yours is better without bragging. A good rule of thumb is not to use too many super popular or classic books because it can come across as though you're comparing yourself to J.K. Rowling or Louisa May Alcott or F. Scott Fitzgerald. Maybe your book is that good, but when you're trying to sell this to a publisher or a literary agent, you can't be the one that tells them. They have to read it and be the one that calls you that. In this instance, humility goes a long way. The next section is called manuscript specifications. This is usually a short little one paragraph that just mentions if you want to include any photos or maps or illustrations in your book as well as any specific dimensions or word counts that you really feel are necessary to include. If you don't have any manuscript specifications, you can omit this section. The next thing to include in your book proposal is your chapter outline. My book is broken into three parts, so I have the three sections and all of the chapters and all of the chapter names on one page. Then I go into more detail and I have chapter breakouts. So for each of those chapters, one to two sentences describing what happens in it. This gives the literary agent an overview of the entire book this is where you do reveal the ending, and that's okay, but it gives them an idea of where it's going, how you draw out the narrative without them having to waste months and months of reading your manuscript. Again, it kind of gives them like a bird's eye view or a big picture look at where you're going with the narrative. And then lastly, you want to include sample chapters. This varies between literary agency, but it's roughly between one to three sample chapters. It doesn't have to be the first three chapters of your book if you want them to read the first chapter and then another chapter from the middle of the book and then the concluding chapter. You can by all means do that. I include the first three chapters because I want them to see how the narrative progresses and I want to leave them on a cliffhanger wanting to read the fourth. That's totally up to you how many sample chapters you want to include and where they come from in the book. And that's it. Then you send it off and the waiting game begins. I like to keep track of everything in this Excel tracker that I created. I highly recommend you creating one of your own. I'm sure they have templates online somewhere, but it's really easy just to open a fresh Excel document and create one yourself. Along the top in each of the columns, I have the name of the agent, their agency, the location. Are they in Toronto, Canada? Are they in New York? Are they in LA? their email address, their agency website, then the date that I submitted my query letter and book proposal, then in the next column, the date that I heard a response. Hopefully you don't get a rejection, but if I get a rejection, then I just put a little X and cross them off of my tracker. I also have columns beside that about the agent and specific books they represent, work they've published, or anything interesting about them that I want to include that might be useful for personalizing that introduction section of my query letter. My last column is just a general notes section where I include they requested the full manuscript and said they'd get back to me in three weeks or they requested the full manuscript and they said they'd get back to me in four months just so I know that I should follow up with them 
at that time if they request it. Before the end of today's chapter, I want to make sure that I give you some resources of how you can find these literary agencies to even send your query letter and book proposals to. Hands down, the number one resource that you need to get is the Writer's Market book. They come out with new editions every single year, so there's the Writer's Market 2018, they already have the Writer's Market 2019 out, I have, I think, the Writer's Market 2015, and to be honest, I still find it's pretty good, but you might want to have the most up-to-date one because it includes kind of like a yellow pages of agents around the world and what genres they represent, has all of their contact information, submission guidelines, the types of books that they like to take on. You can spend a good chunk of time going through highlighting and sticky noting the different people that you want to pitch. I know everything's online these days, but for some reason I just find having it in this book that I can sit down all together to be so, so, so helpful. The Writer's Market book also has sample query letters. If you want to look at that, use it as a template, and then customize your own. They have all these different writing organizations in different countries that you can be a part of. And even some of the most recent ones, like the 2019 and 2018 one, have huge sections devoted to how you can build your author platform, what you need to have a social media following as a writer, as an author. They're getting really sophisticated and savvy about how you can merge that writing hat with the business hat and creating a book proposal, a business plan, and a query letter that ties it all in so that you're putting your best face forward when you're approaching these agents. Other online resources that are really helpful for querying and finding literary agents are querysharkcom agentquery, writersmarket.com, Publishers Marketplace, and then specific agency websites. So if you just go to Google and you type in New York literary agencies, a whole list will come up and you can just track yourself, go to each one, look at their guidelines, read about the different agents that they have at each agency, and they'll have their information on there. It can be time consuming, but you want to make sure that you're doing your research and not querying agents who aren't even interested in your genre. It'll save you a lot of frustration down the road. That's it for today's chapter of the Word Weaver podcast. I hope this was helpful. I'm sending you all of the positive vibes, keeping my toes, fingers, eyes crossed as you submit your queries to literary agents. It's a long road, but it's always worth it in the end. And just remember that your book will find its way to an audience, to readers, if that's ultimately what you want. As always, you can find the show notes for today's chapter at louiseclairjohnson.com slash podcast. You can follow along on Instagram at wordweaverpodcast. And if you like what you heard today, make sure you leave a review on iTunes as it helps more people find out about the Wordweaver podcast. Until next time. I can't wait with words for a while.